Hi everyone, I'm here with Haley in Chiang Mai and her company has successfully advised over 200 people on relocating and retiring in Thailand. And one of the major questions in your decision making process is which city in Thailand to live in? What are the pros and cons of each city and which city is best for retiring, for living or whatnot? And the answer may not surprise you is it depends on your situation and, and your preferences. And so in this video, me and Haley are gonna talk about the, the cultural aspects and the unique aspects of each city, compare and contrast those. And hopefully by the end of this, you'll have a better idea of which city is best for you to live long-term in. Haley, thank you so much for joining me in this video. Thanks for having me, Jet. This is part of a little mini-series with Haley. Uh, she's a visa consultant, mostly the Thailand Elite Visa. We did a video on that as well, so check that out. I'll link to that in the video description. And you are located, your firm is located in Chiang Mai here. Yes, so we assume... are based in Chiang Mai and we service uh, people from all over the world and all over Thailand for the elite visa and relocating to Thailand and we also offer retirement visa assistance specifically in Chiang Mai. And I assume you're biased towards Chiang Mai in your preference here. I am most definitely biased towards Chiang Mai. How long have you been in Thailand? Six years. Six years, mm -hmm. okay great. This is a great perspective. So this is from an expat who's successfully settled here and started a company here. You're, you're, you're loving it here for six years now so you have that insight there from a seasoned expat. I'm born in Chiang Mai and I'm raised in Thailand, but I live in Bangkok as well. So uh, this is, comes from the perspective of a local too. So today is going to be a pretty interesting conversation. So where should we start in terms of comparing the different places? Yeah, well, I think it's a good idea to review some main cities. So how about we discuss Bangkok, Chiang Mai, Phuket, Koh Samui, and Pattaya? Sure, let's do it. Okay, so. Bangkok, big busy city, right? <laughs> yes, totally. I think with, with these, these major cities, you, the, the choice comes down to the, the type of city it is. So Bangkok is huge, met, giant, proper metropolitan city. You know, all the chaos, very all busy, the life, very busy. Lots of traffic, lots of action going on. Yes. Always something to see and do. Whereas Pattaya, Phuket, and Samui, those would be beach cities, right? So you're right. thinking lovely weather, weather, beach town, hanging out at the beach all the time, more chill vibe, people getting suntans and enjoying their life there in the sun. Chiang Mai uh, has a more nature-esque mm -hmm. mountains, cooler weather in the winter as well, right? Yeah, Waterfalls. Uh-huh, I would say it's a bit more wholesome yep. with more of a cultural influence in Chiang Mai. I would agree that too, because what I really love about Chiang Mai is the wholesome nature of it too. It's, I would say in my personal opinion, of all the, the major cities, it's the most culturally conservative. The people are very polite and very soft-spoken the uh, <laughs> the there's it has it it there's barely a trace of any red light districts here. Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people think of Thailand, they think of red light, but Chiang Mai is a very conservative place. The expats that choose to live here are like that too. They like a more low key vibe. It's it's very small and accessible, right? And then you can go around in a scooter. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of everything, but I would say that the nightlife is not as good as maybe exactly. Bangkok or Pattaya, um, some, some places in the south. Yeah, I mentioned red light too. That was just one thing, but also nightlife in gen general, whether you want to go to a bar or to a club, if you're someone who's really into that, Chiang Mai might be lacking for you. But if you're someone who's, who's happy to hear that, then maybe Chiang Mai is a place for you. If you're someone who prefers waking up early in the morning, doing your morning yoga, going for cycling, going on a hike in the mountains, seeing the beautiful waterfall, if you like these things, that's Chiang Mai. But it doesn't have to be so wholesome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I personally like a little mix of it all. Yeah. Um, so, like to go to yoga and still go out and uh, enjoy a night out. Sure. So you can get that. Um, as far as the red light district, there is Loy Crow Road. Actually, one of my retired clients took me out to Loy Crow. <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah, Coon William. <laughs> and I had a great time because like you said, the people are very hospitable and kind in Chiang Mai, more than in Bangkok or in the South. So the women that sat with us were just very kind. Um, very nice, nothing wild, but they were keeping us company and I had a great time on Loy Crow Road. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, speaking of fun, Haley and I actually, the reason how we came about this idea of doing videos together was we met at a music festival it at like like an hour drive out of Chiang Mai mm -hmm. at a waterfall, Sai Mok waterfall. Mm -hmm. It was a really cool music festival with like hippie vibes, nature vibes, and they were selling handmade home crafts and vegan food and there was yeah. a lot of healing and massage and all like that. So representative of Chiang Mai. Totally. That there is all of that still music going throughout the night, but there's a waterfall right there. Um, it was just amazing, so beautiful. Right, and Chiang Mai is also a big city for digital nomads. They love mm -hmm. it here too. Yeah, there are a lot of co-working spaces and um, a lot of meetups for people that work in SEO or entrepreneurship. So it's great that there are options for meeting other people and uh, kind of joining a community. Yeah, because it's interesting, There, it's kind of bifurcated in terms of the demographics that live here. It really appeals to that digital nomad crowd too, right? Because there's a lot of co-working spaces on Niman here. And a lot of my friends that I, I have in Chiang Mai are digital nomads, a lot of crypto people too. But there's also a big re retiree community too. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, it's great. We, we live here in Niman. It's a, it's a city where you can easily go around on a scooter, right? Traffic is not that bad. You can go around, to, there's plenty of cafes. Oh my God, I wanna say the cafe culture here is insane. If you love coffee, you love cafes, Chiang Mai is the best city in, Bang, in Thailand in terms of cafes. Yeah, definitely for coffee. And the food here is amazing too. Yeah. I mean, throughout Thailand, but in Chiang Mai, uh, don't think that you're only going to be limited to Thai food and some other options. There is everything. There's Italian, Indian, Mediterranean, um, some really niche cultures. You'll have a little bit of it all. What are your complaints of Chiang Mai though? Smoky seasons. Uh, yes, exactly. So anyone mm -hmm. who wants to live here long term 
needs to be aware of the smoky season and mm -hmm. what are the months of smoky season generally? Yeah, so smoky season is mostly March and April, but the smoke does start around February, maybe even the end of January. But for a lot of expats, this doesn't impact our lifestyle too much. So even though it is a, a complaint or downside, I actually love the lifestyle I have because of it. Because every year I then head to an island and live on an island for three months uh, of the year. And this is what a lot of expats do um, because the cost of living in Chiang Mai is so affordable that they can afford to keep their condo or home and rent a short-term bungalow on the beach for a few months. And if you're interested in, a, in our discussion about the cost of living in Thailand in general, you can check out our video that we just did. I'm going to link to it. It's going to pop up here where we talk, we, we kind of like give a little overview on what it costs to rent a condo, buy health insurance, the food, and the living expenses. And I, and I make some personal examples about my dad going in for surgery and me getting checked into the hospital for dengue fever, how, how much the bill turned out to be. So definitely check out that video if you want to know about the cost of living in Thailand. So, all right, so with Chiang Mai, one of the major complaints is the burning season. So, mm -hmm. but, you, but then you use it as an opportunity, as an excuse to go to a, a different island. So where, where do you usually go? I like to kite surf. So I go to Copenhagen, where there are good wind conditions in February and March. I see. Okay, so let's let's um, let's group Copenhagen with Samui because mm -hmm. they kind of go hand in hand, right? So mm -hmm. it's Samui slash Copenhagen. So when you fly there, you'd fly into Samui Airport, and then mm -hmm. you take a ferry to Copenhagen. So let's turn the discussion to Samui and Copenhagen. Yeah. So I would actually um, like to compare Samui and Phuket. These are the two most popular islands for expats to relocate to, and they are fairly similar that they have the conveniences of the West, they have shopping malls, um, lots of uh, options for food and such, a lot of expats. Uh, the difference would be that Phuket is larger. It's better, I would say, for uh, families that want to enroll their children in an international school. Koh Samui is going to have a little bit more of a beachy feel. There are more beach bungalows compared to Phuket, which has more condos or homes that are not necessarily right on the beach. The cost of living of Phuket, I assume, is a lot higher than Koh Samui, too. I would say that they're similar. So what I, what I also like about Koh Samui, I've, I've visited there a few times, is that it, it is it does have a small island vibe. You can go around the island within like, what, an hour or so, mm -hmm. right? And it does have like a, a what, what I really like about it is all the, the really nice beach resorts. You can go there. It really, for me, traveling there, it, it is like this really fun, energetic island vibe. And for me, like, it, it's, it's just really a nice escape from like, like Bangkok or Chiang Mai and all like that. And some people love having that kind of lifestyle all year round, and mm -hmm. that's amazing. However, the weather might be bad during... Um, yeah, there's monsoon season. Yes. Yeah, so I would say that starts maybe around August mm -hmm. or so until the end of November. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so with Phuket, Phuket is a bit similar to Koh Samui. I'll talk about my impressions and then maybe you can add. I think, from, like I mentioned, Koh Samui, I love that really fun, fun island vibe. Like everyone seems to be on vacation mode. 
In Phuket, it feels a little bit more refined. Mm-hmm. I feel like Phuket has been the destination for a long time now. It's a larger island. It has a higher population. It's much more developed. The food there is fantastic, especially in Phuket Old Town. Mm-hmm. I was so amazed by how great the, the food that there is, whether it's southern food or any other western foods and all like that. My impression is Phuket is a little bit pricey. Um, you do need to go around in a car in Phuket, whereas in Samui, I was going around in a, in a scooter because the island mm-hmm. is very accessible. In Phuket, I found the drivers to be so fast and pretty reckless on Phuket. So I, would f- I wouldn't feel comfortable going around in a motorbike. Yeah, it's possible, <clears throat> but it is a larger island yes. and there are more uh, like highway style roads. So people are flying down them, so it is a bit more dangerous. <laughs> yes. That being said, I, I, one of the great experiences I loved about Phuket was just cruising on the coastal highway on my car and just seeing the sunset. It really reminded me of like the Pacific Coast Highway in California, mm-hmm. that kind of feeling, turning on music and then stopping by this lookout spot, this cafe, this beach club and all like that. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, I would say that Phuket is more developed, like you said. So if you want more of that beachy feel all the time, then Koh Samui may be a better fit. Regardless of Koh Samui, Phuket, uh, in the south on islands where a lot of tourists visit, the Thai culture is just a bit different. So they're not going to have the same warmth and kindness that you can see in the north, like in Chiang Mai because their relationship with foreigners is just much more transactional because they're used to just tourists coming, they're not aware of the culture, they could be very disrespectful without knowing it. So they're just a little bit more tainted by tourism. That's true. I think especially with Phuket, that's dealt with tourists for decades now. I think the locals are a bit more jaded when Mm -hmm. it comes to dealing with uh, foreigners. A lot of them, maybe they've had bad experiences with certain foreigners, and so they, their knee-jerk reaction is to be a bit more cutthroat and aggressive with foreigners. So that's just something to keep in mind. Speaking of cutthroat, we, uh, knee-jerk with tourists, uh, we move to Pattaya as a place <laughs> to. So if, if you if you love the party scene and you love the fun and the red light, obviously there's Pattaya. Uh, you, we all know what Pattaya is very famous for. We can get into that if you're someone who loves to party on the beach and have all those uh, bars and go-go bars and see all that. Pattaya is just never sleeps for you. Yeah, if you want beautiful women all around you, you can go to Pattaya. <laughs> yeah. Actually, there's, a f- there's one of my favorite bars on Beach Road is actually where they do acrobatic pole dancing. It's actually Ooh. very beautiful. They turn on like like kind of like retro sensual music and the girls are they, they're properly trained in pole dancing and they are toned and the, the way oh, they, they, they do those like gymnastics around the poles mm-hmm. it's beautiful it's something like that's like objectively beautiful to look at and the, the lighting the silhouettes and all like that so yeah I'll but, go to Pattaya for that exactly but yeah go-go bars <laughs> all those in Pattaya we obviously know that that's where you go and the, the people you meet are like-minded people that are always down to party all the time. It's, a, it's, it's very close to Bangkok too, right? Mm-hmm. So you can always right. come into Bangkok. We'll talk about Bangkok later on. 
for me, when I go to Pattaya, I do feel restless. There's all there's this restless energy, energy about it. And there's, there's just something in the air in Pattaya. Yeah, something to be aware of mm. if you have read about Pattaya and you love islands and love to go swimming is that in Pattaya, people do not really go swimming in the ocean there. It's known to not be as clean, right. but if you just like looking at it, then you can get a great condo with an ocean view and still have access to all of the nightlife and Bangkok just about two hours away. Yep. I would like to say that of the place that, that places that we've mentioned so far, Pattaya does have more of a reputation for crime as well because mm -hmm. it is known as the sin city of Thailand. And so that comes with all the good sides and the bad sides as well. So be careful who you rub up the wrong way. They might be, you know, associated with some influential figures mm -hmm, and a lot true. of, yes, and a lot of the news you hear in the crime section is often in Pattaya. So it's just something to be aware of. That being said, my all-time favorite music festival that I am going to next month, Wonder Fruit, is in Pattaya. See you there. <laughs> See you there. So I was just going to say that, all right, I want to get all that out of the way first, red light, party, crime, and all like that. Before you think I'm someone who just poops, poo-poos Pattaya, <laughs> I want to say that there's, a, there's wonderful things too. If you go away from Beach Road down to like Wongamad area, that's where the Thais go to. There's some beautiful beach clubs and really great food there too. If you go a little bit inland towards Put, there's like that lake at Put near the Sayam Country Club. That's where Wonderfruit mm. is happening. And so Pattaya is also known for conventions, events, concerts, all that fun stuff too. And one of them is Wonderfruit that we're going to. So there's, it's a city filled with lots and lots of fun in Pattaya. Every time I go, there's this like, energy in the air that, you know, it just really lifts up. So yeah, it's, it's a great place to, to be too. But it, it, but it is a place with, a, with high energy. So you, just something to be aware of. Probably the antithesis of Pattaya would be Chiang Mai. Yeah. Would you say definitely. that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Party beach versus chill mountains. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do you think we've covered it? Yeah. Bangkok and then beach? you just do a short drive up to Bangkok. Right. So it's about a two hour, two and a half, two hour drive mm -hmm. to Bangkok. And Bangkok, the big mango, the what's big to say mango. about that? Um, hustle and bustle. I've lived in New York. I, in, during high school and university. And I will say that actually, for me, New York City and Bangkok share a very similar energy. There's like this, there's like the, there's this beauty in this chaos, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you go, I also used to live in um, Japan and the cities there had this very organized, quiet kind of feel to it. But New York and Bangkok share this like concrete jungle, gung-ho, yeah, diverse and madness, madness um, all that like energy and excitement and mm -hmm. chaos. So if you're someone who loves being in a melting pot, Bangkok has a very diverse um, place with people from different backgrounds, even Thais. It's diverse for Thais too because mm -hmm. Thais go there from, same with New York, a lot of, almost half of New Yorkers are not from New York. A lot of Bangkokians are not from Bangkok. They're from Isan, the north, the south, and all like that. So you, you have a mixing of cultures of Thai and international. And there's, and it's a big enough city that there's different neighborhoods where mm -hmm. each neighborhood has its own distinct little characteristic. There's a Chinatown. There's an India town. There's a area where Japanese people like to be in or 
the red light district. There's like the up upmarket district too. So, yeah, Bangkok yeah. is super spread out. Yeah, there isn't one center of the city that's yeah. the best spot to be. Yeah. Before I steal the conversation. Uh, have you visited Bangkok often? Yes, I haven't visited too often. I go more for specific events or mm -hmm. business meetings. What's great about Bangkok is that's where there are a lot of shows or where international musicians or artists will have exhibitions or whatever it is. So it's great that you can do that in Bangkok, that there's always something to do, um, something really exciting to see. And that's where you would go if you were going to see a concert with an international band. That's a good point. So for as, as opposed to other cities in Thailand, they, they really do have a local Thai kind of feel to it, where Bangkok is a proper world-class city. So like you said, if there's a if there's a art exhibition from that that they that they're displaying in bank they would be displaying in bangkok of all places in thailand if there were a world like the 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 boston symphony orchestra they would come play in bangkok not in chiang mai right or there, if there's a play uh, they would come to bangkok so if you want a world-class um, production and shows and art exhibitions and just living in a, in a city that feels very international and and global then it, it look no other than Bangkok if you're going to live in Thailand. Yeah, and if you're an expat living in Bangkok, you're going to be surrounded by other expats that are uh, usually working compared to Chiang Mai, where there are a lot of retired people. Multinational corporations too, right? So, right. right so if you're going to work for a lot of people, work for multinational corporations. Obviously, their bank, their Thailand offices will be located in. Bangkok, right? So, but so there's something for everyone. So there's a there's a whole expat economy there of, for you know there's Khaosan Road for backpackers and people that live want to live on a budget and they just want that very casual experience. But there's also like very upscale luxury experiences for upmarket expats too. There's Park Hyatt. There's the Mandarin Oriental. There's Kimpton. There's Four Seasons. All these places. And then there's all these Malls. Bangkok is world renowned for its malls. It's like the nat It's like the national activity oh, or something, so which is lost. mall crawling. Yeah, <laughs> so small, many malls in Bangkok. Small town Chiang Mai girl. <laughs> yeah. So the downside of Bangkok will be that the fact of maybe not as much green space, mm -hmm. too many malls. The the traffic is really relentless. Like you don't know traffic until you've been to Bangkok. Seriously, it's, yeah, it's wild. It's wild. But that being said, there is the SkyTrain. There's the uh, subway as well, and they've mm -hmm. com they finally completed the subway loop, so it goes all around in, in a in a complete loop, and that's freed up a lot of the traffic. Um, I travel around in a scooter as well. Got to be very careful. Impressive. Yeah. But so you'll scooter around Bangkok, but not Phuket. No, right? Because hmm. the, the thing is. The, whereas the traffic in Bangkok is mostly going at five kilometers an hour, uh -huh. so I feel safe wiggling around. Whereas in Phuket, they're like they're they're racing down there. I would yeah. not want to drive there. True. Yeah. Um, any anything else you want to talk about Bangkok? Well, what's great is that even if you live in a different part of Thailand, going to Bangkok is very easy. From Chiang Mai, it's about an hour flight. There's also the train or the bus. 
it's very easy to travel around Thailand unless you're going to a more remote island. It may require you to go on a flight, take a bus, then a ferry. But in general, it's very easy to explore all the different parts of Thailand. Yeah. And I think when, when deciding which city to live in, obviously, if, if you're here on a tourist visa, do explore each place and see for yourself what you like. We're giving you an idea on what the unique characteristics of each place is. I think personally, the decision would come down to lifestyle rather than the practicals. When I mean practicals, I would say all the cities that we've mentioned do have very high quality hospitals. They definitely have high quality, like, extensive supermarkets. They have, yeah, exactly. They you have can get great, all the Western comforts, right. go to a Western-style um, grocery store, a shopping mall. Exactly. Yeah. International schools, right? Mm -hmm. There's international schools in Pattaya, in Samui, in, in Phuket. So with, when it comes to the, the essentials, you're covered. Obviously, if you want the, the cream of the crop, it will likely be in Bangkok. But if you want... but but. Good if quality. If you want to enjoy life, yeah. Chiang Mai. <laughs> <laughs> She's still in that. Yeah, so yeah, um, hope that this video was both informative and entertaining for you. And if you want a uh, consultation on visas, especially the Elite Visa, Haley's company here is based in Chiang Mai. She successfully helped over 200 people relocate and retire uh, successfully all over Thailand. You don't necessarily have to be in decide on Chiang Mai to contact Haley. She's city agnostic in terms of servicing you. So. Yes, for the elite visa, you can be anywhere in Thailand, you can contact me when you're in any part of the world, but for retirement visas, those are done in the province where you will stay. So make sure you know this type of information. And, and she is a walking, standing, sitting encyclopedia about all these <laughs> things. We did a chat uh, a few videos ago about the elite visa and she went through all the nuances. I was so, so impressed by her knowledge on that. I mean, I know this stuff, but I don't, she's running laps around me. So really a great resource to talk to. So thank you so much, Haley, for doing this with me. And uh, I hope this was valuable to you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jet. Thank you, everyone.